0: Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month, January 2019. Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month is a compilation of the weird, disturbing, and downright baffling stories currently happening in our world. From UFOs to serial killers, ancient sites, mysterious creatures, and even ghosts, these are the Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month for January 2019. Number 5. Yukai Yang. For Juan Royal, His friendship with his roommate, Chinese student, and chemistry major, Yu Kai Kang, was cordial. The two had been sharing a dorm at Lehigh University in Pennsylvania, and no serious incident of violence or arguments had ever happened between the two. Sure, they weren't the best of friends, but they were amicable and pleasant to one another. But all that changed one day when Royal found his desk scrawled with several racist graffiti marks, including the N-word and the phrase, Get Out of Here! He also found his bed and television trashed. He reported it to police and also told them that in the months leading up to the racist messages he had been experiencing random unusual incidents. In February, Royal remembers drinking from a water bottle and feeling a burning sensation on his tongue which left him sore for four days. Then twice in March, he got so sick he had to be taken to the hospital by ambulance. In one incident he ended up vomiting for 45 minutes straight when doctors examined him they found out he had high levels of the toxic chemical thallium in his system thallium is often used as rat poison and of course is dangerous for human consumption eventually police found out it was yang that had scrawled the graffiti on royal's desk since his handwriting and testimony matched the police statement he offered authorities yang later admitted he also had been poisoning royal and bought the thallium and other chemicals online. However, he said he bought the chemicals so he could use them on himself in case he failed his studies. Recently, Yang was charged with attempted homicide, simple and aggravated assault, and reckless endangerment. He was arrested and held in the Northampton County Jail with a bail of $200,000. However, authorities have since asked he be placed in jail without bond since, after posting bail, it was determined Yang attempted to leave the country to head back to China. Yang has since been suspended from school and his international student visa revoked. Number four. Carla Stefaniak. It was a week-long birthday celebration for Carla Stefaniak. She and her sister-in-law April Burton, spent the first few days in Costa Rica, surfing, soaking in hot springs, and eating fresh fruit from roadside stands. However, Burton had to fly back a day earlier for work, leaving Stefaniak to spend her last day in Costa Rica all alone. On November 27, 2018, Stefaniak drove Burton to the airport using a rental car. She returned the rental and then caught an Uber to take her to the Airbnb rental she was using for her last night in the country. The driver took her there, He waited for about an hour until she got settled in and then took her on a tour of the city since they agreed earlier that he would. Carla got back to her villa at around 4 or 5 p.m. She sent a photo to Burton about where she was staying and said she was planning on heading to a jazz cafe that evening. Shortly after, she also sent a message to a group chat saying it was raining outside and the power was out. She also mentioned the situation as super sketchy. Afterwards, she spoke with friends and family until 9 pm when her phone died during a FaceTime call. Since then, no one had heard from her again. On November 28th, the day of her flight, a friend waited at the airport in Florida to pick her up and treat her to a post-birthday dinner party, but Carla never arrived. Her friend panicked when she found out from the plane crew that Carla had never even boarded her flight. Frantic, her family called the Airbnb owner, he said the security guard mentioned spotting Carla with her luggage, leaving it in an Uber at around 5 a.m. For the family, this was suspicious since her flight wasn't until 1.30 p.m. and she was only staying 20 or 30 minutes away from the airport. The family contacted the Uber driver that drove Carla to the rental the day before and he said she had asked him to come back the following day at 8.30 a.m. to take her shopping and drive her to the airport. He showed and waited, but Carla never showed up. Her family contacted the Costa Rican authorities and soon ran a campaign on social media asking for information about Carla's whereabouts. They were thinking she had been kidnapped. For days, local police and her family frantically searched for her, posting on social media and pleading for assistance. Then on December 3rd, a body was found in a wooded area close to the villa where she was staying. Authorities asked the family to come to the morgue to identify the remains, Carla's father, when and he confirmed it was his daughter, Carla Stefaniak. She had suffered multiple blows to the head, and when police searched the rental, they found suspicious liquid which looked like blood. During the investigation, police detained the villa's security guard, Bismarck Martinez, a Nicaraguan immigrant. At the time, he was staying in the next-door apartment from where Carla was renting, even more, police were suspicious of the inconsistent statements he provided when he was initially questioned about seeing Carla leaving early in the morning. Even though Martinez is the only one in police custody at the moment, authorities believe there may be three to four other people involved in the crime. They say this crime was sexually motivated, and as of now, the investigation is ongoing and many of the details remain sealed. Number 3. Tiny Aliens. <laughs> Discovered in Chile's Atacama Desert in 2003, a six-inch-long skeleton nicknamed Ada, baffled scientists and archaeologists. Nothing similar to it had ever been found before or since. The skeleton featured an elongated skull. What's more, even though it's the size of a fetus, the bones are so developed it resembled that of a six-year-old child. A businessman named Ramon Navio Asorio first bought the skeleton, and in 2012, he allowed Dr. Stephen Greer, a medical physician and now alien scientist, to examine the remains. The skeleton was placed under x-ray, and a CT scan was done as well. Greer also sent samples of Atta's bone marrow to Gary Nolan, an immunologist from Stanford University. Nolan and company concluded that after sequencing the DNA, it was determined to be from a human being. They also found out Ada had seven mutated genetic markers, but what the cause of the mutation was and where it came from can't be ascertained. The scientists believed Ada was a human being with deformities, but they couldn't explain why she was so small and why her appearance is different from any known human being that has ever been recorded. Despite the findings, Dr. Greer still believes Ada could be a tiny alien life form, Although it seems unusual, he's not the only one who believes in the possibility of tiny aliens existing. NASA scientist Silvano Columbano recently published a paper stating it's likely that tiny superintelligent aliens may have visited the planet before and humans simply didn't notice they even came and went. He pointed out it's possible aliens may look different from our conception of them and probably have the capacity to travel long distances and operate advanced technology. He also added, they may not even be carbon-based entities like what we imagine. According to the computer scientist, if humans and scientists are willing to change their assumptions about what aliens might look like, it could open up a whole new set of assumptions and humans can develop new theories surrounding them. He encouraged many of his colleagues to be a little more open-minded about this possibility and said not every UFO sighting can be confirmed or denied. Columbano presented his research paper in a workshop titled Decoding Alien Intelligence. It was organized by NASA's SETI Institute and has people thinking that maybe tiny aliens are on this planet right now and we simply can't see them. Number 2, Kevin Cooper. Born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Kevin Cooper was placed in an orphanage at just two months old. He was adopted at six months by Melvin and Esther Cooper, but as a child he was physically abused and became a runaway multiple times. He eventually led a life of crime, building himself an extensive criminal record which included rape and burglary. When he moved to California, he was convicted of two burglaries and served a four-year sentence under the aliens' David Trotman. He was then held in the California Institution for Men under a minimum security section. On April 29, 1983, Cooper climbed out of a prison fence hole and escaped while crossing an open field. On June 5th of that year, Bill Hughes went to Chino Hills, California to pick up his son, who was spending the night at the Ryan residence. But inside, he discovered a grisly scene. He found Douglas and Peggy Ryan dead. Their 10-year-old daughter, Jessica, and 11-year-old son Christopher were also murdered. The only person that survived the massacre was 8-year-old Josh Ryan. His throat had been cut, but he was rushed to the hospital and saved. The family had been stabbed repeatedly with a knife and ice pick. They were also bludgeoned to death with a hatchet. Police couldn't find anything missing inside the home. In fact, Donna's purse was sitting on the kitchen counter with money still inside. The only thing that disappeared was the family station wagon, which was found days later in Long Beach, California. When the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department responded to the call for the murder, they were already sure it was Kevin Cooper that was responsible. During the time, Cooper was actually staying in the vacant house next door, dubbed as the lease house. He stayed there for two days before the murder happened and was recorded making phone calls from the home. Cooper later said he left the house on June 4th and hitchhiked to Mexico. On June 5th at 4.30 p.m., he was confirmed to have checked into a Tijuana hotel. While there, Cooper befriended an American couple and hitched a ride on their sailboat, serving as a deckhand. He traveled with the couple for several weeks, exploring the Southern California coast, but on one stop, he was accused of raping a woman on a boat docked nearby. When the woman visited the sheriff's office to report what happened, she saw Cooper's wanted poster and identified him as the rapist. Cooper was eventually arrested and charged with the rape, and he was also pinned to be the murderer of the Ryan family. He was convicted on four counts of first degree murder and one count of attempted murder and sentenced to death. Police say there's forensic evidence linking him to the crime, however, for more than 30 years since his imprisonment, Cooper has maintained his innocence. He said he was framed and evidence against him planted. Some evidence supporting his possible innocence includes the survivor, Josh Ryan, telling emergency workers when he arrived at the hospital that three to four men had committed the crime. Moreover, on June 9th, Diane Roper phoned the sheriff's department to say her boyfriend, Lee Furrow, arrived in the early morning of June 4th in an unknown station wagon with three other people. Furrow changed out his overalls and left. Both Roper and her father believed the overalls were splattered in blood. But despite this, the sheriff's department never looked or tested the overalls and didn't inform Cooper and his legal team about it. They even disposed of them soon after Cooper was arraigned. Roper also signed an affidavit stating that a bloody shirt and hatchet that were found by the road leading to the Ryan's house had belonged to Lee Furrow. She knew because she had bought the shirt for him and also identified the axe. Curiously, a clump of blonde hair was found in the hands of Jessica Ryan but those hairs were never tested. However, even after successfully requesting for a DNA retesting, Cooper was still deemed guilty. He was denied clemency in 2004 by Governor Schwarzenegger, but in 2018, Governor Brown ordered new and advanced DNA testing for Cooper, stating that even though he doesn't have any opinion on whether he is guilty or innocent, the controversy over the evidence and the possibility of police corruption has remained too long. The governor said that performing the test would determine if there is DNA by other suspects on four key items of evidence. If the testing reveals no new DNA information is linked to a new person, then the matter should be closed. However, it could also show that Kevin Cooper has been innocent all along. Number 1. Elwin Crocker Sr. Acting on a tip, Georgia police officers searched the Guyton, Georgia home of 50-year-old Ellen Crocker. Their goal was to do a welfare check since one of his children, Mary, hadn't been seen for several months. However, the search ended in the arrest of the former Walmart Santa and his family after police uncovered the remains of his two children buried in his backyard. The first of the two victims were Ellen Crocker Jr., who was last seen two years ago in November of 2016. Although he had been gone for a while, no missing persons report was ever filed for the then 14-year-old. The other body found was of his sibling, Mary Crocker, who was last seen on October of 2018. The two children were once enrolled in an Effington County school before they were pulled out and homeschooled. When the neighbors were interviewed, they said they used to always see Mary doing yard work. A lot of the kids at school also said they did notice something was wrong because her hands were always raw and red from having to work. Police still aren't sure how the children could have gone missing for so long without anybody knowing. Aside from the fact they weren't reported, it's believed their biological mother is in another state and homeless. During police investigations, it was determined that it wasn't just Crocker Sr. who knew of the death of the children. Apparently, when police questioned others living in the home where Mary was, Crocker's wife, Candace, Candace's mother, Kim Wright, and her boyfriend, Anthony Prater, all lied and said Mary left to move in with her mother. But police believe they all knew the two children were dead and buried in the backyard. Another child, Candace Crocker, who had special needs, was found in the home. Police took custody of the child, taking her to a hospital to make sure everything was alright. As for the cause of death of the children, the autopsy is finished, but police are still waiting for the toxicology reports. All four of the suspects are currently in jail. So there were the strange and scary mysteries of the month for January 2019. Every day we encounter strange and mysterious stories that most of us don't know what to make of. These are just a handful, but there's still so much more to discover. If you enjoyed watching this video, then please subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell. We have new videos every Wednesday and Saturday that we know you'll want to check out. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.